happy to have you here today. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I've known you just for a short period of time, really. We started talking because the club brought us together. Did it not? Yeah. <laughs> when the club has issues, they call out certain people. And I think that it brings out the best in all of us. I think that's what happens. But I'd like to ask you this, Sonia. I always start yeah. off the conversation like this. Where were you born? India, Punjab. Punjab? Did you, did you live there all your life? I no. Mean, not, not all your life, of course not all your life, but how old were you before you left? I was 19 when I moved to the U.S. But you were in Pajami till then? Mm -hmm. Had you ever traveled anywhere else prior to that? Pakistan. You'd been to Pakistan, but you'd never been anywhere outside of that area? No, but my family is all over the world. Right now? Even at that time. Even at that time. Okay, but that's where you stayed. This is about you, not everyone else. Yeah, yet. but so, so the influence is not just from being there. I understand. Because they were coming back and forth and you were getting all the stories from what was going on. And yeah, on. And, and the way we grew up, with even living in Punjab, we've mm -hmm. quite cosmopolitan. My mother was, as a child, she lived in Africa. Okay. Her father was part of the British government roles. Indians but he's, went... But he's, but he's Indian. Indians. Okay. So Indian helped Britain with their world administration around the world. Right. So. Let me ask you this. Do you have siblings? Yes. A brother and a sister. And where are you? I'm the oldest. And how many years between you and the next and then the next? Very organized. Four and a half. Four and a half. It was planned? Your parents really planned it that way? I think so. They're very, they're very so, so it was you, your brother, and no, then, no, me you? and my sister, sister and my brother. And your brother. Are you guys close? I, I left home when I was 15 or so, and my brother was really small. So we kind of grew up in a very different world. Okay. And they grew up during the unrest in Punjab, so I think that sort of changed a lot. And when I was 19 in the U.S., there was no mobile phone and you had to make so four I never went back for four years you never went back so what made for you first four years okay let me give it I'm gonna give us a few more things just my curiosity what were you like as a little girl were you more sports oriented or were you more academic -oriented? both both so what kind of sports did you play when you were young you <laughs> every know? sport I was on my school I was the captain of my school's hockey team okay <laughs> well, keep on, keep on going. Mm, I did sh short races, so I was very athletic. Mm. Would you call yourself at that time a little tomboy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And when I moved to the U.S., my mother said, one of the high school teachers said, oh, that's a perfect place for her. <laughs> she can really express herself there. Yeah, but I think even in Punjab, uh, I didn't fe feel... I couldn't express myself. So academically, what did you like as a little girl? What did you start Every to focus on? What subjects really I studied. I was good at everything, honestly. But did, what did you really like? I liked, I liked everything. You but did? I was very good at physics and math. Mm -hmm. When I was in my fifth grade, my grandfather, for a year, was my tutor. He decided to teach me math. This is your mother's side or father's side? Father's side. Father's they side, lived okay. with us. Okay. I grew up in big family okay. structure. And so every evening he would 
sit me down and we studied math. Even and it was during the time of 70s war with Pakistan. So the first night the war started, I thought, well, now there's a blackout. I won't have to study. <laughs> so I remember being happy about that. How old were you at that time? So I should be around 10. Okay, 10. Yeah, 70s and you're happy that you didn't have to study. But you, said, but you liked to study, but you didn't yeah. like being... No, but no just this idea. It was funny because okay. I was playing outside. Oh, well, tonight I don't have to go and study. Okay. But my grandfather, while well, you're coming in, we will figure out how to study in okay. blackout. Right. And um, so he never, you know, the regiment was very strict. Right. I, I'm from Sikh families, and so we are very disciplined. Yes. yes. So we are very disciplined about, or this is my education, and I picked on it to be very disciplined. Um, and so that sort of built the, you know, those little things build your character, or what I remember from building my character. And from that time on, I was the top students. And we would, I would finish even my high school, my math ex final exam. It's like a three hour exam. I remember doing it in half an hour or so, waiting to be able to leave when they let you go out. And my grades would be like 98% or something. So that was sort of the easy logical thing. But I was also good at art. Um, what type of art? Was it more spatial art or was it individual art? Uh, you, uh, I studied fine arts, so painting, uh, oil painting. Right. And so deciding between going into engineering or liberal arts, my mother pushed me to go into liberal arts. She said, at engineering school there will be one or two girls and you will be stuck all day and I cannot manage that. And in our family, the need for even though my mother was head of a university, there wasn't concert. To be intelligent was important, but to have a career wasn't important. Wasn't important, right. I understand. And so I studied fine arts. Oh, no, what she, what she said that you'd be stuck all day. I don't understand that. If you went into engineering. Engineering. It's just the logistics of who will bring me to the university, who will pick me up, because you got chaperone. You okay, didn't right. do things alone. Ah, okay, okay. So it'd be very difficult. You would be tying up one other person. Yes. Okay, being a female. If yes. you're a male, that wouldn't have been a problem. Yes. Okay. So oh, I, I was sent to study at a boarding school, and I finished my undergrad in fine arts. Again, I was this a top student. This is an all-girls school? Yes, as one of the top students. And... But because I was top in the university, I started to have my own private room instead of dormitory sharing with others. And then during that time also, I got involved with the little cadet, cadet corp. This is sort of junior thing for the Indian Army for fun. And I was selected to go to the India's Republic Day Parade because I'm a very good shooter. I could shoot three almost in the same hole and good at marching. So I was the right marker during the Republic Day March. It's a big thing in India. You get selected through camps after camps and then you end up going to the... So I was able to go to the highest thing at the youngest age. What age was that? I was only the second year of my university, so 16 or 16, something. Right. 16 or 17. Right. I can't remember. I will right. have to calculate back. So what were you thinking from that point on? Did you have any direction as to where you wanted to go? Did you want to go to the States? Or were, 
No, really. Did you have any they plans? Did you want to get married? Did you think, okay, I'm going to get married after a while? No, I didn't have any plans. I was just doing what I was being <laughs> supposed, to, what I'm supposed to do. Right. Okay. And but I was very good at study. I I like living life. So if it's studies, if it's doing art or whatever, everything. Um, going to art competition, going to the military, or getting into university dance, okay. whatever. But still, but still, at the time, of course, you have certain times to do certain things, and some things might be a little more tedious than others. Okay, a little bit harder than others. Do you? Like maybe some of the physical things. There's areas that you stayed away from. I'm sure that you didn't like. You didn't get into weightlifting, but that wasn't popular at that time. At yeah. That time. Gymnastics. Was that popular where you were? I was usually... Tennis? I'm just trying to think no. of something. I know you liked a lot of things. But uh, some things were just not even uh, there. Avail available. Yeah, okay. they were not around right, for okay. me. And But was whatever was around... You enjoyed? I, I did it or enjoyed it. Okay. So so now when you went to Pakistan for a while? No, no, no. Just on a trip. That's where you went to visit? Okay. As, as a family trip. Right. Because right. for Sikhs, all are main religious historic places are in, in Pakistan, Pakistan. I hear you. so I <clears throat> as a family we went on a trip for the Guru Nanak's birthday mm -hmm. so once a year when I was young people were allowed to go for and religious reasons yes right. and I, we did that as a kid this yeah. was before my brother was born mm -hmm. so that means before he was born in 70 so before 1970 right. so tell me this are your mother and dad how are they doing now uh, my father has passed away a long okay, time so, ago okay. and when he passed away and we all the same year we had the earthquake it was March 11th yeah uh, he, yeah but Jan yeah he passed away January 2011, okay, 2011. and March and that sort of sort of triggered me to set up an NGO okay. on so that's where I did different things on so social issues uh, yeah. um, first we were just bringing artists to build sort of better cultural understanding and then from that I got involved into architecture. So you're in the US and you stayed there from the, what age? I moved there when I was 19 years 19. old. 19. Did you like the States when you got there? Yeah, I'm, for me everything is fun. Okay, alright, alright. What did you like about the States then? And where in the States did you go? California. Always Cal the Bay Area. Alright. Always been in the Bay Area. And did you like it? Yeah, because first there's always some Indian, somehow you know, everywhere you can you find. You knew someone when you first got there? You knew someone there? My cousins were okay. already studying there. <laughs> so, so they were waiting for you to get there. They were waiting for you. Yeah, but nothing is nothing is foreign in my world. See. Okay. That's part of the life. Now explain that. I always felt at ease in my surrounding, always. I always sort of feel positive about things and if I am standing up for something it's more for a principle than against a person. Right. It has nothing to do with the person, it's about the principle. I and, and that's you but you you didn't always feel that way, did you? Always you never attacked it. Well I me mean, is that because of the religion? Mm -hmm. Being a and the education, being that's a sea. See, that is so good to learn that really when you're young. That that has always been the guiding. That has taken me such a long time, and to try to explain to people, I am not upset with you. I'm upset with your actions. And I will stand up for that. Right. Fearlessly. I mean, most definitely. That is That's the core cool of Sikhism. I in my that. 
That's in my sight, yeah. Yes. Because in the very first prayer, within the first paragraph, it's one word, even when I was doing an art project on what is the sort of the essence of my value system, it's that word. No, f um, no fear, no hate. Nirpa, nirvar. No fear, no hate. But you just use a different language. Punjabi. Punjabi. Say it in so Punjabi. Nirpao, nirvar. Nirpao means no fear. Nirvar, no hate. And that drives me how I react to, react to things. And when, and fearlessly when people try to tell me don't stand up for something, I still do even if I look wrong in the beginning, because I may not know how. And so I always think my heart is at the right place of what I'm standing for. Maybe people are not understanding my communication initially, because culturally I have so many nuances that I don't understand always to express myself. But so I keep on trying to improve that communication style for me, so people will understand in their language what I'm really what I really mean, what I'm really standing for, in my heart I know I'm not being wrong. Okay. What is the text that the Sheikhs use, like for example Christians use the Bible, Muslims use the Quran, yeah. what do Sheikhs use? Uh, do Guru, Guru Granth Sahib. Guru, Guru means teacher, Yes. Granth Sahib, Sa Granth is our book, yes. Sahib okay. is kind of a uh, Sama, okay. Sahib. It's, it's actually Arabic sound. The grant, can you per get that in English? Is it translated? I think now it is, yes. It's very philosophical way to look at life. It's, the focus is more on what we need to live by and accountability on us to have peace in mind. Is there any main character? Like, for example, in Christianity, there's Jesus. And, and of course, uh, Guru Nanak. And guru Nanak is our first guru, first teacher. Okay. And our prophet, you a can human say. Being? A human being. Right. Uh, he was born in, I think, 1469, something like that. <laughs> is, he, is he followed by others, for example, like the um, Dalai Lama? Yes, we had 10 gurus. Okay, and you have one presently? No. Then the tenth guru said, now follow the book, Guru Granth Sahib, the book. Well, how were they and decided to become gurus? Guru means a teacher. I know. They but wanted to be humbler instead right. of calling themselves prophet. I understand. So Guru Nanak started and he passed on his position to our second guru, who was not even related to him whoever he thought was the most learned person to okay, follow him. And that I think, I'm not very good at my detail of my religion. Uh, so I think by the fifth guru or something, then it started to be within the family. Oh, then they kept it in the family? Till the tenth guru. And at the tenth guru, all four of his sons were killed fighting the oppression of Mughal Empire at that time. And then he also died fighting for humanity. It's not just fighting for Sikhs, fighting for whoever was being oppressed and being forcefully converted. The other people decided just we're not going to have any more teachers. 
we're going to do no, we, the written uh, script. A written script that we will follow. We follow. Yeah. So how do you have meetings? How do you, who, who leads the meetings? If you have, do I mean, how do you gather? What's the? So so. If you're sheep. If you are saying uh, they are gurudwaras, guru like a guru's house, gurudwara, like a temple, but a guru, we call them gurudwaras. But also, in real essence, you don't need anybody between you and God. Anybody can sit and read the scriptures. You don't have to have special titles, man or woman. Is God presented as a man? Mm. Presented as everything and nothing. Okay, is God the Japanese equivalent of Kamisama? What's Kamisama? Kamisama is just, it could be nature's God. That's how they call God. They say Kamisama. Uh, in Sikhism, we say there's one God, which is omnipresent. Okay. And different people might give the same God different name. I hear you. Okay. So, Jesus is same respect, so is Allah, so is uh, any religion. Right. It does not matter. Uh, there are people of high learned abilities who have come to this world. What brought you to Japan and when did you come to Japan? We moved in end of 2003 because of my husband's job. Oh. This has been our home, but also I've kept my California home. And, and we have a place in Paris. And so I live between these three places. So no place is just the main home. I see. Did you ever work? Have you ever worked outside I, of uh, So before I got married, I used to work in the Silicon Valley. So when I moved to the US, I wanted to still study. So first I was doing fine arts because that's what I knew. And then during my art classes, I thought, oh, okay, I need to take an accounting class if I'm going to run my own little business. And in that process, I learned, oh, I can do anything in the US. You, in India, if you have started, whatever subject you have started, you have to carry that. In the US, you're free to change whenever you want to change. And at that uh, time, as math is, I'm very good at math. Mm -hmm. So I learned I could do MBA. Mm -hmm. mm. So I, and it's, it was so much easier doing math and uh, accounting because you know black and white. And when you're new in a country, culturally art is about cultural understanding. It's not just about drawing, right? I could draw well, but I need, wasn't comfortable expressing the way you express contemporary art. I was still quite inhibited at that time, right? So I started to do my MBA and I realized, well, most of the people doing MBA in the Bay Area were, had engineering degrees and I only had fine arts degrees, so I thought I needed to have something extra. So I started to study f to be a CPA. And? And so I went, worked at Deloitte to get certified and got myself certified quite quickly. I already had an MBA and then the money was in the industry, so I went to work. Luckily, I ended up at Cisco at the right time, early nice. days of Cisco. Right. One of the first thousand employees at Cisco. Yeah. So then also there was, I could do anything there too. I, my first job was ma a finance manager of all our subsidiaries, including Japan. And, and my first assignment was to go and check on my Australian sub. And then I got into being 
doing some M and A work. And how long did you work with Cisco? Four, five, four, six four, five. years. I don't remember, but that was like we were less than thousand employees, and when I left, we were sixty thousand employees. What happened to Cisco now? Didn't they? they were, were they absorbed, or do they still exist? Cisco is still one okay. of the main players. Because Cisco had medical equipment too. Eighty percent of the world's network is connected Cisco. through Cisco. Okay. The time I when you were there, uh, I don't know now. Right. It's a huge, huge old company now. Ah. In a way, That's this was the time when. Netscape used to be the browser, <laughs> just getting started. Right, 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 right. And you had modems, yes. And uh, yeah, and <laughs> ISDN modems and things like that. The first present I gave my husband was in Cisco's ISDN modem. <laughs> and he was so happy. <laughs> this is how yeah, yeah. kind of a techie. You were. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, the things that get me excited. Wow. Oh, you still you really enjoy that the yeah. techie part? Okay. Techie logic. Uh, strategy and now with my own company I bring I connect globally executives decision makers to businesses or government entities now. yes or okay. government entities okay like explain that do you have a name to is it your company yeah Dylan Marty. what's the name of your company just my family name Dylan Marty Kabushki Gaisha okay and what does it do what's this it's business course? development uh, by setting up one-on-one -on -one meetings to strategic partners to make partnerships, to move into new markets, or even organizing conferences, whatever it takes to make the connections at very high level between business executives or government uh, decision makers. And recently I'm involved with a large company f uh, doing water infrastructure projects in, in India or creating conferences where I would bring about 12 architecture schools mm -hmm. to do conferences. We did it with Tokyo University or with UNESCO or went to India mm -hmm. and on sustainability through architecture design. Then I got involved with UNESCO. This is my NGO okay. to do conferences on social issues uh, from deliberative democracy and now last year we started a program with them with the philosophy department so th every third Thursday of the month we would host webinars in partnership with UNESCO on ethics. What's the name of your NGO? Dylan Marty found it, just family name. Family name. Your, your Kabuski Kaisa and your NGO, the same name. Yes, but okay. different entities. Different entities, so you have the two. Yeah. Oh. And on that, we would uh, discuss uh, ethics of care, ethics of in the family, human rights issues. And now we are planning a conference this year on trauma. What type of trauma? Uh, trauma that like World Health Organization says billion people have mental health issues and mental health issue doesn't mean when you're really going out of control it's we understand when we have temperature but we don't understand when we are not well emotionally and the society doesn't understand and inside families we don't understand how we impact others and how we are impacted from our Sometimes 
childhood traumas, and especially in Japan, right? So I got a professor from Kyushu University, a professor of psychiatry, so we are trying to put that together. Please join uh, me. Well, why not? Why not? And this yeah. is going to be done when? When is your target? Uh, we are uh, early stage of putting together a team, so yes, we can okay. hopefully achieve it sometime this uh, year. Okay. To raise awareness in Japan of a lot of things that don't get discussed and make them to be kind of, if we want to keep the core of our, we all need a sense of connection as human beings, we all need it. Uh, in corporate life, before we used to have long-term employment, maybe people, some people didn't do well because they didn't have to work hard enough but it was mental stability for many. Okay, we have moved much more into short-term employment, and same is now transferring into our private lives. If we become gig economy at home and at work, I think it makes people more and more unstable mentally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so harder to detect as well, because you're spending less time with the people. And, 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 and they can keep on, they can be boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom. And, it's like the way we order Uber for food, we are starting to order Uber for our personal connection. That's right. Mm, with family or work, and it will build a lot of instability That's in right. human beings. And we need to understand how today's technology is leading us through all the apps That's versus right. technology being a facilitator of human needs. That's right. And there is a big gap between the legal system, the political system, and the social understanding of what is leading, who is leading whom. That's right. That's right. Well, it looks like AI, the algorithms aren't doing us justice right now because, first of all, our attention span is a lot shorter as a result of that. And the information that's going out there is information that only stimulate your brain, but yeah. it doesn't give you anything you can use and to work with, other than duplicating what you saw. And also, <laughs> it's creating so many addictions in, a, in human beings, and we are going to be more broken people that's as right. a society. Unless we start to re-understand, yeah. Right. And so that's sort of where we are going with our NGO. What are some of the most exciting things that have happened to you up to this time that you go to, that you think about when you're just daily, stuff that you think, wow, this makes me feel. I am at ease with anybody from any culture, and I see through people that connect to me for who they are, really. It's so nice, it's so fluid for me, and that fluidity only came because I've lived so many cultures. But also your religious background helped you. This is a foundation that Made it it's so not, easy, yes. It's not shakeable easily. I mean, that is a solid foundation. And it allows me to be places and with people very close, but never miss losing my core. Because <laughs> it's principle-based. Yes. It's not absolute. Okay. Right. It's absolute only on the character part, not on any Thing facade. Else, no. Of course. Yeah. If you, knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. if you could go back in time, Mm -hmm. and see the younger Sonia, what time would you go back to and what advice would you give her, knowing what you know now? Uh, 
know yourself and stick to that course. What age would you be then? Huh? What age would you go back to? To tell her that? What Sonia are you telling? Stay on your course. When I could have studied science. As a, as a 15 year old. Okay. Because it would have given me the economic freedom and kept me on a very strong professional course. I see. But you did not do it because of your mother's advice and also because of restrictions of society at the time. That it was not. It wasn't practical. Yeah. It wasn't that they were pounding on me, it was just the flow that I was supposed to go with. Mm -hmm. Everything was the flow I was supposed to go with. Sonia, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Thank you.